amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. And today, it is the End of Year Awards podcast. For audio listeners, we're currently boogieing. And welcome back. It is the WTF1 podcast. And we are... Oh, God. This is good, isn't it? I love the recorder version. The only reason we're using the recorder version is because we would get copyrighted to the ground if we didn't. So that fade out though, Tommy. Uh, Perfect. You like the Spotify playlist that does that thing like five or six seconds beforehand. Yeah. Like the gym workout ones. Anyway, right. So today, WTF1 podcast, we are rounding up the 2019 F1 season, and what better way than to give out some awards, eh, guys? The awards that matter. And the first award is best Christmas jumper, me. There we go. Let's move on (laughs) to the second award. I can't argue. This actually I got on the Daniel Ricciardo Infinity shoot. They gave it to me. Did they? Yeah. <sighs> to be fair, they didn't give it to me. I was wearing it and then I said... And then you left. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I genuinely, I was kind of like, um, is, it, is this anybody's? And they said, no, we bought it for the shoot. I said, can I have it? They went, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah, why? Goodbye. Mean, they didn't give nice. you a Renault one because Renault have their no, own ones, Danny right? Danny Rick had yeah, a Renault one. Cool. Right. I was an Infinity guest, so you know, oh, I didn't get a allowed. Renault one. But it's fine. This didn't, they didn't have lights. This one had lights. So I mean, fair. I win. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> end of season, end of year award podcast. Uh, shall we throw our minds all the way back? Actually, before we do that, I'm Matt. I'm Tommy. I'm Jess. And we're now going to throw our minds back to the very beginning of the season. Wow. Feels like a big throwback, doesn't it? The same year. And we're, we're looking to Australia, we're looking to car launches. Feels like a lifetime ago. It's been a long year, but also a short year. It's a weird year, isn't it? It's been been busy, but also we're in December. How is it Christmas? How, How am is... I wearing a Christmas jumper already? It, it does not feel like a year ago since I was wearing that stupid Christmas suit. Does That's it? because you wore yeah. it yesterday. Did I? No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, was I that drunk? Right, um, so let's go straight into the first award of the evening. I lo- I'm kind of making it like a... Yeah. Kind of like BAFTAs or something, you know. Uh, at Fakey Kovalinen says, not Kovalinen, it's spelt wrong. Yeah. Livery of the year for our first award. I mean, was, who's on our shortlist? Who's on our shortlist? Uh, I, I think Ferrari has to be up there. Yeah, it's a good one. Even uh, though you'd think Ferrari, people say oh, it's boring because it's just red, but they mm. really nailed it with the kind of matte look. Which I'm, is unusual for Ferrari. I don't think they've ever had a matte no, no I think it's the first time and anything with it. the word Matt does really well. So, hey. um, so yeah, obviously Ferrari. I think we're up there. I think Red Bull in a cheating way because of their camo livery that everyone know. lost their mind over that, didn't they? Every year, you. though. Every year, every and year. They, everyone falls for it. Like they think, what was it going to be? But they didn't even use it for testing this time, did they? No. no. So it was they just. Did it, a... They used it before for testing, and then he crashed, and Ricardo crashed yeah. in a wet or something at Silverstone, yeah. and then they couldn't use it anymore anyway. So it's just a hype livery. And it does. It wins. It works every single time. They yeah. they win car reveals every single, yeah. every single time. I think the Renault as well. I think the Renault looked yeah. very nice. I like the McLaren. I, I think was going to say the McLaren, McLaren yeah. done a good job. Um, last year, very basic. They went back to the orange that people wanted to see, like the orange and blue. Mm. But this year, they actually had the whole geometric pattern and stuff, which looked cool. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think livery of the year is very um, up for debate, isn't it? it? It's it's someone's tastes. But uh, if you're both saying McLaren, then 
that's an outvote, isn't it? It's like ABCDF one already. So uh, wow. I think that's the way we'll do it. We'll yeah, go for okay. a majority vote because otherwise that's just not fair. It's and, Christmas. Uh, that's a dictatorship we, we can all agree. I just go, no, Hass. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, I, first pictures I was like, looks quite nice, but then it just looks a bit bland. And then Rich Energy left and then it was all history from there, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Sad times. Can so, you believe that was this year? Like That's crazy. That does feel like a long time ago. I keep getting absolutely phased out by the fact I look at my laptop screen and all I can see is lights flashing at back at me with the reflections. <laughs> <laughs> so if I just phase out at any point, I apologise. I, have... I might turn them off because I don't know. I don't know how distracting they are for people watching. But how do um, they turn? How turn it off? I have is to go inside switch? my body. Oh, okay. I have the light switch inside myself. <laughs> I can't find it. Right, let's carry on. Um, it's not inside my body. Just to clarify, at Alexi underscore Joe fourteen for the second award of the evening, zero to hero moment. So for people that maybe don't understand that, it's from just a kind of a moment that's you almost yeah. hero expect to, it. Yeah, you know, someone that who's risen above. Yeah, who's risen All above the hate. the hate, the bashing. No particular the hate, the bashing, the well, <laughs> yeah, the bar. Let's move on to Valtteri Bottas. That's one of the nominations uh, for his win in Australia, mm. and I think that's probably quite up there uh, in terms of very low expectations and coming out the blocks firing. I mean, Absolutely. to say the year he had, he was pretty terrible he didn't win the race right in 2018 he came no. second seven times I yeah didn't win a race in 2018 step. and you know he i mean i missed the podcast at the start of the year uh when bottas won that race i wasn't hugely sold mm. on the whole whole thing but there was very much a hype train that bottas 2.0 oh my god he's taken it to hamilton yeah and um, and um, you know to take it to hamilton the first race I just turned my lights off. Well. Sorry, carry on. Uh, I was just listening, but also trying to turn my lights off because uh, it was actually really distracting me. I could just see it in my <laughs> corner of my eye. And I was like, yes, Tommy's saying something, but I can see lights. <laughs> yep. Um, so any other Zero to Hero moments that we can think of that, that really kind of stood out as, as you know, something that kind of out of nowhere? I don't know. Charles Leclerc, obviously going into Ferrari, he kind of, was he played down, would you say, going into Ferrari? Was he too hyped? I think he was, hu- he was, yeah, he was hyped, hyped and yeah. kind of delivered. So I don't know if you so can hero classify to hero him moment. as a, hi- he's a hero. He's a hero to hero. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to say Gasly. Gasly in Brazil, yeah. He had such a rocky start to 2019, got demoted, got replaced by Alex, and then had his redemption moment in Brazil, yeah. getting his P2, just in a Toro Rosso. So yeah, it is yeah. like, I think that yeah. for me is kind of the story of yeah it was it was such a phoenix a, moment wasn't it yeah it was incredible and you could see the well you could hear the emotion in his voice Just with that screaming. insane team radio message that's probably saved his I, I, i'm not going to go as far as saving his career but i think psychologically going into 2020 i think that has probably saved him yeah because yeah. he it must have been the season from hell for him just yeah. All the ridicule. I mean, even like if you look at like our ABCDF one votes for him at the start of the season, Savage. it's savagery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was getting lapped, wasn't he? By yeah. He just yeah. wasn't. He wasn't putting that Red Bull where it was meant to be, and and then he's had this end to the season. I think. How it was on really earth really did nice. he get a podium for Torosso and not Red Bull? Like, it's so weird that the two Torosos got a podium and not. But we the said other Red Bull we said, didn't we? Like it's all about balance and how you feel in the car, and Gasly's yeah. always. <clears throat> Felt comfortable in the Toro Rosso. Yeah, definitely. And it clearly shows as well with Albon, um, you know, that, that this Red Bull is extremely what looks like um, shaped around Max. Mm-hmm. You know, it oh, seems yeah, like a 100%. very difficult car to just jump into the team and be quick because Max clearly has a very specific driving style that, that, that Red Bull have now honed into. And clearly it works very well because Max... <coughs> just for 
uh, <laughs> win it, Max winning a lot of races and and and, and yeah. doing having a fantastic season. But it just shows that it's not as simple as the Red Bull's quick. All right, we'll get a quick driver and and it'll work. Yeah, and uh, and I think that was evident for people that maybe watch and go, oh, anyone could go in a Mercedes and win. Yeah, nah. that's not, not the that case easy. at all. So, nah. Shall I, we give it to Valtteri Bottas then? I'd I'd also throw F1 in general into no, that. That's not, come on. No, no, because of uh, because of the bad, the bad start yeah. of the season, and then we're not that's going to give F one an award for zero to hero moment. Okay. I, I Why, know, not? Why not? I would. I, I think I'm gonna. I'm oh, gonna. That's a good Jesus. one. Come on. How bad the start of the season? It was, was. awful. Yeah, it was, well, was absolutely way fine. I think we should bar, give ourselves an award for doing that podcast that said it was F one is ruined <laughs> and no one should watch it anymore. It's the worst thing ever. And then F one being yeah, lazy. they listened to us. They realised that they were going to lose their their, their viewers. Yeah. Um, Bottas. I mean, can you call F1 a hero? I don't, I don't know if that's... I think a hero is for a person, if I'm being completely honest with you. Okay, we'll, we'll go into but the cartoon Well 20, done, F1. 20, 2019, also... I don't think anyone really had any real... Expect- oh, actually, no, that's a lie. We did have real expectations for 2019 because the grid was so different and there were so and many Ferrari new drivers. And Ferrari were so quick testing. testing. No, Ferrari no. were rapid. No, sorry, no. They were a second a lap quicker than everyone else. <laughs> They've admitted recently that they believed they were half a second quicker than the entire field. Actually... Yeah, that's painful. That is very painful. It shows that Spain is not a representative track either at all. I know that pre-season testing as a whole is very difficult to judge anyway, but also yeah, the yeah. track, I don't think, is at all representative, especially going to Australia. Yeah, yeah. I know pre-season testing isn't supposed to be. This is where they are, but also, it, 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 it shouldn't be idea, a, yeah. that big of a yeah, swing. Yeah. Um, so interesting. So Ferrari actually believed they were they were stronger. Which uh, wow, who would have seen it? So are we giving it? Bottas. Let's give it to Bottas. How can you give it to Bottas? I don't think Bottas is going to win anything else tonight. Yeah, so, uh, he deserves something. Because yeah. zero to hero moment. We've also got it doesn't out. matter that he went back to he zero. Did, he went straight back to zero. <laughs> yeah, he finished seventh. <laughs> he finished seventh in the power yeah. rankings. Look, we have got another award that is best comeback story slash moment later on. So maybe Gazzle that's where that. Gazi can, can win twice. No, well, not today. He can't. Valtteri Bottas? Yeah, go on then. It was, it was good. How he, was it? He came off a terrible season in 2018, hadn't won, and out the blocks in 2019, I Porridge was I don't think you could call it a Bottas terrible 2.0. season. And to be fair, he yeah, the first four or five races, he was pretty good. He held it to Hamilton because he did in Baku, didn't he, as well? Mm. And I think they were level on points, weren't they, after a few yeah. races? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, you can argue Hamilton didn't turn up, but it's still impressive. A driver that good. Bottas too. So it was kind of a zero to hero to zero. Zero to hero to... But... To, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you exist. <laughs> to disappearing off the F1 power rankings. Um, We've triggered you early. <laughs> it's good. It's fine. You disagreed with me for the first one. So anyway, Valtteri Bottas, well done. You win the second award for zero to hero moment. Next award is the biggest disappointment of the year. Now, I will full-on be on the bandwagon for this first nomination, which is Leclerc losing the race in Bahrain. What race? Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Disappointing. Everyone knows what happened. So, I'm welling up. Yeah, it was one of those horrible moments because it was going to be his first win as yeah. well. First poll. I was win. there. I was ready. Oh, you were there, actually weren't welling you? Actually welling up. I, I don't, I'm not actually emotional, but I've made myself yeah, well you, up now. You'd I'm, like, I'm in trouble. You here. squeezed your... Eyes. And <laughs> you squeezed these your are the eyes. eyes. Yeah, 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 these are the eyes. It's been a long year. Um, but yeah, so Leclerc obviously losing the race at Bahrain. What a race Bahrain was. It was very intense, wasn't it? I yeah. Mean, it feels so long ago that I watched it, but you, you watched the race highlights. I, I watched the race highlights. It, it was really good. Yeah. I Because we had so many good races at the end, you almost forget. You feel like every race at the start of the yeah. season was terrible. But um, 
another thing I forgot in that race that Vettel had his kind of spinning moment with Hamilton his where they didn't even spin, yeah. touch. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Forget about that. But that was turn like four, wasn't it? Or something? Mm. Yeah. But I think that the thing that was so disappointing with Leclerc was he he dropped back, didn't he? And then he overtook Bottas and he overtook Vettel and he really like fought for that yeah. win. It was going to be such a good first win. Yeah, because we kind of watched, because obviously he got his first ever pole, came. didn't he? Yeah. And then he dropped back and immediately we're like, well, that's it's it. It's over, yeah. You know, he's he's bottled it, whatever. But he came back strong. And, yeah. You know, we don't see that many overtakes like we did uh, in Bahrain. So mm. very disappointing. Other ones, uh, biggest disappointment was how bad China was for the 1,000th oh, race. They hyped with all the hype so much, didn't they? I mean, I don't know why, because China's a great race. Both myself and Tommy agree. Mm. Jess may be on a slight different standpoint on that one, but um, it's normally but, but a good usually, race. Yeah, but, it's usually yeah. a good race, but you can't. It's not. It's not a Brazil that you can pretty much hedge your bets that it's going to be a banger. Yeah, China. You know, we have had races where Nico Rosberg's won by forty-seven laps. You know, yeah, and when exactly. he won for Mercedes for the first time. So yeah, that was. I can't remember what happened in China. Was no, it Mercedes one two? Yeah, because it was. Yeah. yeah. Nothing of course happened. it was, yeah. Because we had seven <clears throat> one twos in a row, was it? Or eight? Uh, five. Seven. Five. Five. Oh, five, and then it yeah. was six, seven, eight was, yeah, was Mercedes yeah, yeah. wins. It was, the, um, it was the first kind of show of Ferrari team orders because mm. yeah, they yeah. ordered Leclerc to let Seb pass, didn't they? Yeah. After he'd had that banger of a race and then gone. Yeah. Uh, it was that. There was a, a bit at the start of the season, wasn't there, where they kept trying to let him through. Yeah. And they didn't really. N- neither driver was quicker. It's just hard to overtake. Yeah, and you know, a driver at the back would be going, "I can go much can quicker," go quick, and yeah. they would not really know what to do, and they'd keep letting them back through, and it was just a bit of a mess. And that's where the Ferrari indecision kind of kicked in, wasn't it? Yeah, very it early in the season. Such a meme for the rest of the year, didn't it? Like, who are they gonna prefer? Prefer like give preferential treatment to? And yeah. They hadn't really decided, had they? Which gave them a massive headache. They didn't decide by Abu Dhabi, did they? Really? No. Not really. They, no. They had no idea what they were going to do. Uh, next nomination is Spain. The fifth straight Mercedes one-two finish. And uh, talks of the worst season in F1 history. I think a lot of people were ready to turn off. I reckon a lot of people did turn off. We were at Williams, weren't we? Uh, We watched it together. Um, You watched uh, the football. (laughs) Yeah, because we were just (laughs) all on our phones. Yeah, I had the football on my phone. And I was like, this (laughs) is terrible. The The fact that it was such a bad race and the fact that, you know, we'd had the fifth Mercedes one to you'd we'd gone into it and I think I'm sure we'd done it in the podcast predictions gone, oh, Mercedes one two, it's gonna be rubbish. But there's always that tiny little bit of you that goes, Come on, something's gonna happen. Mm. And then just the disappointment of it just being so so stale and feeling like the championship's over in five races. You were and like that's it, constructors was, championships constructors. done. You you don't ever think Mercedes are gonna fall off no. hardcore towards the end of the season. If anything they they come stronger. Uh, at the end of the season along with Red Bull but yeah it, it just seemed as though it was all over and it was it, that was what sealed the deal when it came to the championship uh, unfortunately but this was a season where the championship was terrible but the races after a certain point were absolutely unreal and uh, we will get on to that but the biggest disappointment it's difficult if that was biggest heartbreak of the year it'd be Leclerc but yeah, disappointment, disappointing uh, yeah. I mean even France you can throw in there surely as, as one of the worst races in modern era yeah did anything happen in France? No. Apart from no. Like, a few odd overtakes. I think just, yeah, Spain was just so disappointing. The fact that, you know, it, I could only hear so many times what a great achievement it was that Mercedes got a 1-2, but for a neutral fan, you're just like, oh. 
Yeah. Come on. Terrible. Okay, what are we going to go for then? It's Any others to throw in the pot? Jess, can you think of the biggest disappointments? Uh, I, I want to <clears> throw <throat> Albon in there as a disappointment just for getting smashed into. Uh, if we're talking about Leclerc losing the race in Bahrain. Oh, is it like oh, his... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Albon in general was a yeah, disappointment. I, mean, I was like... I mean, Gasly at Red Bull was... <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe there you go. Let's give Gasly that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give Gasly the bad, the bad award. Um, what do we think? Come on. Let's say, if I'm looking back at how dejected i was i'd say mercedes fifth straight one two finish just feeling i never thought i never thought i'd watch formula one and just be more bothered about football results on my phone than watching a formula one race yeah which is a sign of how bad it got fair enough all right we'll go with that purely because i'm being biased uh because it was the biggest disappointment of my life Leclerc not winning in bahrain (laughs) but uh let's go with spain then Uh, so well done spain for the bad award for biggest disappointment of the year next up we have at Thomas Bunink says or uh, suggested the most BS steward call of the year and biggest drama award. So these are two awards. So yeah. most bullshit steward call of the year will go with first. Um, one of which I imagine is a lot of fans will be wanting us to say is Sebastian Vettel in Canada. Yeah, losing some, the, some Ferrari fans still aren't still aren't over it as we saw in Silverstone with that fan with that flag that said oh, Vettel yeah. won Canada. Yeah, Vettel P1 Canada yeah, or something, didn't it say? Like... And how long was that after Canada? Like three or four races? So, yeah. so you've got yeah. that. Uh, you could also throw into the mix Leclerc Verstappen Austria, potentially. Oh. De- debatable. Yeah, I it guess did throw up a lot it of did throw up a lot controversy. Of hate, especially because of what happened the previous race, that it was kind of, well, if Vettel can do this, why, why mm. is it suddenly yeah. changed? I can understand why Leclerc would have felt robbed by it. Mm. Not that I agree it should have been a penalty, but... Yeah, yeah. Any other stewards' decisions that we can think of over the course of the year? I guess the Canada one was the biggest one, and it also kind of... It sparked a huge debate, didn't it? It did, and it was kind of the turning point where, as we saw in Austria, they just let them them race. Let them race. Mm. To the point, though, where they almost let them race too hard, and then they sort of... Had to... Reined it back a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, because I think people were going a little bit too hardcore. Um... Now, I'm going to be devil's advocate here and say, was that the most bullshit steward call, considering what the steward the steward process at that point was? See, I write this down that people said it was, you know, technically correct, but I think just it was just so frustrating to watch and it just... Hey, after you this had, is not the most frustrating steward call of the year. This is the most bullshit. I still think it's, bu- <laughs> I still think it's, it's bullshit because it reminds me of... Um, Again, oh, and we're doing it again, going into football. But, you know, when you have a slow-mo replay and everything looks so much worse, mm. and, you know, they're, they're showing this replay of Vettel that he's turned the steering wheel at this, and they're watching it a thousand million times, and yeah. you go... Well, it was actually, it was, he... it, was, it was the telemetry, wasn't it, yeah, on the steering yeah, yeah. wheel that caused the stewards to call it. But it, actually, I guess with your football analogy, it's like the argument right now about VAR is ruining yeah. football. Yeah. Right, because was it the Liverpool game where yeah. the goal was disallowed By because he was like a millimetre offside? Yeah. Yeah. And when you're playing a sport like football, mm. you can't, as a player, look down and go, oh shit, I'm a millimetre offside, yeah, yeah, I better exactly. get back. And so it's kind of that whole like reliance, I think reliance on data in F1 is a problem anyway because we've seen like teams make poor strategy calls because the data tells them one thing but if you actually look at what's going on on track mm. and get down to the whole like human instinct side of things yeah. then y- you pro- potentially allow for better strategy calls and better racing Which and so none tr- of this like bullshit of like 
oh crap, I've, he's t- he didn't turn his. Yeah. His steering column was clearly still going into Hamilton's pathway when he got control of the car, so therefore we can tell that it's a penalty. And it's so true. I think that's, that's a very good point because it's very telling that um, almost every driver on social media and we're, we're almost on Vettel's side going, you know, yeah. you're, you're fighting the car, you're on the grass. Yeah, he probably turned, but he's like got snap oversteer and all this kind of stuff. And I think it was fifty fifty. If we go back to it, I still think that he you weren't knew, in that he podcast, knew. were you? I don't think. I think you were no, away. No, you were away. Yeah. We had Chris, Chris Medland. Medland. Yeah. yeah, so you never got to. I it. thought it was fifty fifty. I thought that he knew to a certain degree where he was placing his car. I know that he wouldn't have had. But we know grip. we know all the drivers do that, though, don't they? Yeah, the whole yeah. point of sport is pushing the rules and pushing the boundaries. Oh, he pushed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and exceeded it because yeah. uh, the stewards thought it was. But. Let's yeah. not get into that. I'm going to get killed otherwise. But um, but yeah, no, I, I I thought it was very much 50-50. But uh, yeah, I think s- seeing how much outrage it caused, I think it would be harsh not to give it to Sebastian Vettel. For yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Stuart Call of the Year. Uh, and then the biggest drama award, probably it's Sebastian Vettel thing. in Canada as well. It blew up, moving didn't it? The, it was huge at the time. Moving I think the people one and were two. fuming. Yeah. It was such a, just a, it was, I genuinely, I think I got up and just clapped because it was just such a ballsy middle finger up to everyone like screw you i don't give a crap i'm a four-time world champion you're wrong i can do what i like and the fact that he just stormed off and almost didn't do any of the media stuff afterwards he it was yeah. on the podium to deal with yeah because he yeah. ran he ran back to the motorhome and i think then they he like, was you like have to go on the podium otherwise we get penalized yeah, so yeah. we've already got a penalty don't give us another one <laughs> yeah. but then it was kind of that was the he came back and was like nah i'm gonna just swap this and this is how it's meant to be yeah. He, he even stopped his car. He didn't even bring his car into park for May, did he? Oh yeah, he yeah he, he, he stopped in the pit lane and walked down. And then when he decided to go back, that's when he switched the boards, which was it was hilarious, sassy. It was, it was brilliant. Uh, it made for some great TV, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Um, so definitely, it's been mean to, to high heaven as well, which is always a good. Well. I mean, yeah. I think was it us that changed it to seven or something when he... uh, we did the Verstappen one when he got taken away at his. Um, Mexico it got taken away and we did the swapping of the boards. I did see someone yeah. do P7 as well for yeah. something. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, there's lots okay. of memes from it. Uh, so we'll give it... Oh, Sebastian Vettel wins two, two, two awards. On, two on the bounce. Very happy At indeed, he won I'm something sure he is. Oh, savage. <laughs> <laughs> he won the Singapore Grand Prix. Not through any help from... Uh, well, actually through a lot of help from Ferrari. Right, next award, not... <laughs> most salty award, me. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime Charles didn't win, it's salt. Oh, that would have been awesome. Right, uh, next one is from at Sam O'Gara 4. Moment that made you rethink your choice <laughs> as an F1 fan. <clears throat> now, that was... Yeah, Canada was there, be, but... Oh, because of the uh, decision. But yeah, I yeah. think French Grand Prix... I think for a lot of people that was it. I mean, it, it sparked off an entire hour's debate on everything that's broken with F one from us. Yeah. So it was it was yeah. breaking point, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah. like okay, we can handle, we can handle Canada, but this is just next level now. Like we can't, yeah. this can't continue. Our podcast title was what was it? How how do, how we, do we fix, fix F one? <laughs> And then and make I, a podcast, and yeah. that's it. And then I think it was the longest podcast we'd ever done as well. Yeah, most boring because everyone everyone started commenting on how these podcasts they uh, they get longer the worse boring, the race yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did like fifty five minute podcasts, and then when we got to France, it was an hour fifteen. An hour fifteen. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay, everyone. So let, let's definitely give that to the the French Grand Prix. Then it was awful. They should feel terrible. 
Wow, savage. Right, next one. The worst WTF1 prediction of the year. Uh, so after France, we did an entire podcast, which we just mentioned, about how F1 is dead and things need to change immediately. And then the rest of the season was epic. So we, we've kind of planned out this whole layout. We're like, yeah, maybe we do this. Maybe we do that. And then it just happened, didn't it? Yeah. Well, but they then, listened to but us. But we did actually say about strategy, didn't we, in that podcast? And we said we need more variance in strategy. And we did have yeah. that. So yeah. And um, we True. said that the stewards need to Calm down let a bit. go a little bit, and w- they did. Watch IndyCar, and they did, yeah. Yeah, so True. you're so all, again, you're all welcome. We've got that. Can we think of any predictions we made in our WTF1 predictions? I think Jess made a terrible one for Brazil, I think it was, <laughs> very recently. I think you said something like Hamilton would be so off the pace, or, or wouldn't be on the podium, you said, and then he won convincingly Yes, in Abu Dhabi. That... It was Abu Dhabi, you said Hamilton would be off the podium. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, to be honest... <clears throat> And well, Hamilton was off the podium. Or was it that you said Hamilton would win and Hamilton was off the podium? I can't remember. <laughs> no, I think I think um, Abu Dhabi, I said that Hamilton wouldn't be on, wouldn't uh, yeah, be on the was, podium. Yeah. Or wouldn't win. But, but, but I think that's not a poor predic- prediction because ordinarily yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't. He doesn't win, that's very true. So it was it he, was. He only won of, by 40 seconds. Yeah, I know. But he doesn't I mean, usually, does he? No. Usually he's like, um, he's given up by I'm I mean, on my holidays now. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. But Do I don't we, think we made any savagely terrible predictions. No. Purely because as the season went along, we then just decided to try and get points. <laughs> so it kind of went well, from yeah, we'll crazy go in, predictions. We'll go into that later. Yeah, we will we'll go into the but final standings. I did make a, I did make a, what one that I can remember from myself was I said Vettel was going to win in Monza, and then he had probably the worst race of his, his entire <gasps> career. Okay, yeah. well that's going to have to go. go to you then. Here you go, Tommy. Tommy well done. done. You won the worst. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted an award. Well done. Yeah, that's not the good award. It's going to be. A I don't care. For you, I mate. want one. <laughs> See, like, you're trying to get points already. Uh, next award at Hamza underscore Banu says biggest robbery of the season. So we've got a nomination for Charles Leclerc not winning FIA Action of the Year award with Max Verstappen for the Silverstone battle. Yeah, that was that wasn't cool. I don't think from F1. What did win that? What did win? The so so game? so basically the the epic battle between Verstappen and Charles Leclerc. Um, where they're fighting positions and they swap a few times. Yeah, they were like. Max Verstappen wins that award, mm. even though it's oh. clearly a battle between the two of them. Oh. Is it whoever and wins that battle, though? Is, is Well, he didn't really, because they passed top. and repassed each other, and I, I feel like it's not really an overtake. It's a joint award. It should be a joint award. I feel like he was a bit, um, a bit robbed there for that. So you think, okay, fair enough. Uh, a lot of people were, were like, sorry, how does Max win that award when it's <laughs> clearly a battle between two people? And Leclerc and Verstappen obviously had a lot of battles in Austria, Silverstone. Abu Dhabi, I think, was hyped up. It was a very simple battle. There was just an overtake at the start and an overtake. I think it was just because I think it was just because it was the only yeah. action of the oh my entire God, Grand Prix. Stafford, oh my God, <laughs> unreal move. Um, but yeah, there was there was a lot of controversy. Sorry, that was quite steady a, on. Are you drinking the sea? <laughs> it just like plopped. I'll drink down. out of that soon, so it's, there's none left. <laughs> any more for biggest robbery of the season? Then we got any yeah. other? Yeah, the fans. Oh. Dun, dun, the dun. fans. Um, yeah, after the last podcast when we did um, would split screen work, there was a great video of um, the two commentators, David Alex, Balsecki. Alex Jacks, Alex Jacks, and, and Balsecki doing amazing commentary over the final lap of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, where you could see Lando and Perez's move, Carlos Sainz's move, and it was and just Hamilton awesome. crossing the line. Yeah, and. If if we'd have got to have seen that, and it's a good combination, wasn't it? It was good yeah. commentary. Um, yeah. It showed that it is possible to do to do that with with that sort of yeah. equipment. Will it work on the main feed? I don't know, but it, it shows that at least for that particular moment, yeah. it works. They can dive into it. They can dive out of it. That that's something that they would have to 
kind of look at the timings and go yeah. okay there's three battles let's let's try it i think people would have at the end of that race gone well what a what an end to the season that was rather than going oh abu dhabi was terrible <laughs> yeah changes your whole perspective of the race really i'm gonna throw another one in there another nomination hmm. carlos Sainz. He was robbed in broad daylight, wasn't he? He was robbed of... I mean, we didn't see it, but he was exactly, robbed. Exactly the point. He was robbed of any TV time whatsoever. The, the irony that we almost forgot him as well. I know. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. And was... also, also, his podium. He was robbed yeah. of his podium. Well, he had he got the third place trophy, but he didn't get to celebrate it on the podium. What did that man do in a previous life? To Clearly. Not... I know. Something. To get to his dream of F1, but no one can see him doing anything. So. Yeah. Okay, let's give it to Carlos Sainz then. Sorry, the fans, but we're going to give it to Carlos Sainz for the biggest robbery of the season. Now we get on to the best race of the year. Germany. So what do we think? (laughs) Germany. Yeah. Brazil is also a a contender. I'm going to throw an honourable mention in. An honourable mention? Honourable mention. What's that? Yeah. Silverstone. Silverstone. Why would you say Silverstone, Jess? Because Germany was great, but there were like... I, I genuinely think it was only good because of how wet it was rather than it being a good That's race. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. We you had your innuendo yeah. last week and now you're just like... <laughs> I thought I would. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's take the it's limelight Christmas. off me. Yeah, come on. It's bad take the limelight off you. You're yeah. taking it straight on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Oh, God. What? It's oh. fine. It's, uh, this, we this... can't say anything on this podcast now without it being yeah rude, <laughs> right? Just anyway, stop talking about Grosjean's Germany penis, was wet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I think saying. I think like a race like Brazil and Silverstone, they were awesome because it was just about pure driving and 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 on track action rather than can anybody keep their car on the circuit and not slip off on the drag strip? But yeah. I think I think probably in terms, if we're gonna, just going to do pure entertainment factor, then probably Germany. Yeah, I think I wrote notes for every single race and every single race has about three or four. Germany is just a big a old paragraph. list. Yeah, I see a lot of comments that go either Germany or Brazil, just purely because Brazil, I guess, is fresher in the mind. Yeah. And well. I guess but. it was the mo- it's got the most unexpected results flown in for good measure so not only was it like and I guess Germany does too because there was a Toro Rosso again a Toro Rosso basically we just need Toro Rosso up on the podium for it to be a good race yeah Yeah, something's definitely happened if the Toro (laughs) Rosso is on the podium (laughs) which is usually it's usually Baku that kind of gives us that yeah yeah, but they Baku didn't, didn't really perform this, year, this and, year, and and every and Brazil and other random places we'd never even think. Yeah, yeah, uh, did really well. So uh, good job, uh, Germany's on the calendar next year, isn't it? I knew that. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that, did you? Uh, Tommy? No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not in 2020 mode yet. Not, not yet. As no. Soon as Christmas coming. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Germany, obviously, we had the drag strip runoff, the the ice rink, the the danger zone where uh, we had Leclerc going off, Hamilton, Hulkenberg. Uh, you had the Mercedes pit stop fail after Hamilton going off as well, you know, where they took about an hour to find a front wing. And they yeah. were all running around like, spo- you know, that SpongeBob meme where they were all yeah. just running around with papers. Made even time. funnier that they were in fancy dress as well. Yeah. Just yeah. The, and the they had the Netflix guys following oh, them around yeah. their home drama room. It's going to be lit. And Lewis was um, ill and they oh, had yeah. all this. And then Toto lost his absolute shit because he was like, well, we can't. I mean, 
to do fancy dress if we can't even keep two cars on the flipping track and all this yeah. it was just okay yeah I take it back Germany was freaking awesome <laughs> <laughs> and I think when we see Drive to Survive we'll probably go yeah Germany was even yeah. better I watched it back and I was like this is incredible Do we just constantly all the time just going it was it was like the kind of Brazil chaos at the end but there was that bit in the middle of the race where everyone it was all just kicking off yeah because I think Leclerc just crashed and then there's that video of him walking back and then Hamilton's oh sh- yeah, yeah, yeah and then there's the pit stop and oh it's, it's mad what were you going to say Jess um, I was going to say um, I, I, I'll kind of skip him back to drive to survive I wonder how much though Mercedes have kind of gone don't include this don't include this because they, oh, yeah. they refilled I mean, Germany them, didn't they nothing next yeah. <laughs> no missing. coverage of Germany whatsoever Seen yeah missing yeah so anyway. yeah, and let's give it to Germany. Best race of the year. Well done, Germany. Uh, shame you're not going to be on the, the calendar. I actually really like Hockenheim. I think it's a really good track. Yeah. It's, it's had Germany's had kind of a very up and down relationship with F1, hasn't it? Like because it's yeah. it's had where well, we were at Hockenheim, we were at Nurburg, or it's it's been kind of one of those ones that's that's flip flopped in and out. But it does have that. You do feel like it's a it's a place that should have a Grand Prix. Yeah. And Hockenheim, I agree, is like a great. A great Absolutely. venue, a good We've track. We've gone from European Grand Prix and German Grand Prix to neither of them. None. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad. Luxembourg Grand Prix as well in But Vietnam. <sighs> Let's go to Vietnam. Yeah, third race of the season. <laughs> I definitely knew that before recording. <laughs> uh, next one. Next award is from at Rosie Mae Burton. Most emotional moment. Although I think we can all agree it was Spa. Obviously, Spa was one of those heart-wrenching moments, wasn't it? Where we all just kind of took a step back and realised just the dangers these drivers take in motorsport. Um, and, we, you know, not only did we lose Antoine Hubert in, in Spa, we also lost Charlie Whiting in Australia, which sh- put shockwaves through the F1 paddock. Mm. Um, and also for people at home, you know, he was such a lovable man. And that, you know, in all the tributes, it was just so amazing to watch, wasn't it? And I don't think re- people really understood until they saw the amount that he did uh, and what was shown in the tributes. Yeah, he did like he did 10 everything. people's jobs didn't he pretty much and, and in such an amazing way as well mm. um it was really nice that um if you watch sports personality of the year it, it was good to see that um because also we lost nicky louder yeah yeah um so we've had quite like a like we've we've lost a, a lot of people more people than yeah. we would have hoped to have lost in a year but also just like very pivotal people um, yeah yeah that I think it's quite, yeah, it's, it's as you said, Matt, sent shockwaves. I think each one sent shockwaves through, even though maybe... For different reasons, I think, as well. You know, yeah. Nicky hadn't been well for a long time and he'd yeah. had, like, a lung transplant and all this stuff. It was still very much like, he's actually gone. You still yeah. think of them he's as like, invincible, don't you? In, yeah, absolutely. In, in some regard. Mm. Um, and so. Charlie Whiting was still fairly young. Like, he didn't, he yeah. wasn't that old. Was in the 60s, was he? Yeah. yeah. So, mm. you know, you don't expect people to just kind of like, and especially because he was in Australia, like, mm. ready to go. Mm. And then yeah. come Thursday, it was just, very, he's no very longer sad. with us. And then obviously Antoine, like, far, far too early to lose a racer like that. Yeah. yeah. But, I had quite a few emotional moments. I think looking more towards the racing side of things as well, because it's very difficult to, to narrow that down because they're all absolutely, you know, Heart, heartbreaking things to, to even look at in terms of an award but racing side of things you have to give a shout out to Albon who was running in P2 <laughs> Brazil oh, his, that his was radio so sad oh, that was his, sad yeah. his team radio was really sad and then in terms of a race itself Italy and Ferrari's triumph that, that's a mm. different kind of emotion yeah. but still emotion. happy emotional yeah, yeah, yeah. moment and it was nice that Charles got to Charles winning yeah well he got he got that win as well Shock. after 
<laughs> after you know he he won at Spa, he'd finally got that win, but unfortunately, it was in obviously quite tragic circumstances. Yeah, that it was overshadowed by the Hubert incident, and the fact that he you know got to celebrate that victory in Monza, and what a place to do it! Mm. First Forever time etched in Ferrari yeah, history. Your first year in a Ferrari and you win at Monza is pretty mega. I think we've said before that Charles. Charles's life and career kind of does play out like a fairy tale mm. in the yeah, kind of yeah. in the tragic but also yeah. kind of everything that he does everything he achieves seems to be absolutely incredible and unbelievable because he's so young and um but it also comes at a really high cost mm. and it's yeah. very it's very <clears throat> fairy tale like um so, which also makes it really emotional yeah, I'm getting yeah, a bit emotional yeah. talking. Yeah, I'm turning into like not not a fanboy, just passionate. Right? <laughs> his his hey. career, yeah, I think his career so far, and he's still so young, has been such a emotional roller coaster, mm. and it's only going to get you know what he can spicy achieve. Yeah. With him and Verstappen fighting for that Ooh, crown. Hell yeah! So, what are we going to give it to? Should we let's let's have let's, it more of a positive a, note? Let's, yeah, let's, okay. let's, should we go for Italy just purely for yeah. the Ferrari yeah, success? Yeah. And because yeah, yeah. we haven't really championed much of Ferrari's success it's usually been tripping over their own feet so yeah, yeah fair. well done to uh, Charles Leclerc winning the Italian Grand Prix next up at Alex AJL 1999 best WTF1 prediction of the year has to be Tommy doesn't it uh, I think you'll find that well, my prediction. Your prediction has to be Tommy that's going to mention that it was Jess <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. take us through it what was that one uh, what is uh, your we, one should, about? We, should we share let's share I think yeah. The, the I think it was you a two-part prediction. Vibrate. I guess that, that's, that's was that mine? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Um, yeah, it was a two-part prediction of you sort of set me up, and then I had the uh, the we talked about the slipstreaming drama. So you mentioned that there'd be slipstreaming drama, and then I mentioned about this old random <laughs> touring car race from 2013 where everyone slowed down so much trying to get a slipstream of each other that they all missed the line and. Um, didn't get a qualifying lap in, and, and then happened. it actually happened in F1. It was pretty amazing ridiculous. watching back. Absolutely ridiculous, and such a weird situation. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think there was another one. I'm going to put one of my own predictions through. Oh, self nomination. Uh, I say that I can't actually remember the specific is, one. Is it your cop out prediction? Uh, didn't I? Ha- I had a really good run of predictions. Yeah, uh, and one Ferrari of them was ridiculous, wasn't it? Ferrari pole, Ferrari oh, pole, Ferrari. You're like, oh, there'll be an F1 race this weekend. Uh, excuse me. Oh no, you did. There was a. Was it a Q? What? Like you said, someone would be in Q1. Yes, no, you did. Yes, uh, you did. Uh, Stroll. No, Stroll wouldn't. Oh, there was what a really banging one. There was an absolute banging one, wasn't there? Oh, really God. Which one was there it? was one, it was, I think it was Canada or something. I feel like it was Canada. Oh, no, wasn't or... it Gasly without qualifier Verstappen? And yes, he did. and then it did because Verstappen had a failure. Yeah, 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 it was that. Was, it that, was that the it banger? Was that. I don't know if that was the banger. There was a banger. Anyway, me. Clearly, we should have done it myself. Matty, you should have researched it's ahead the, of the it's podcast. It's the problem, yeah, just delete everything from in, this podcast. In the same race at Monza, I said that Renault would beat. Danny Rick would beat both Red Bulls, which happened. That was quite that was quite good. No, we're giving it to Jess. Um, yeah, so well done. Well done, Jess, for the slipstream drama in qualifying. Unreal. Cheers. Next one is Mon Vimental. Uh best comeback story or moment. Now is that like that's just a zero to hero again, right? Yeah, pretty much. That sounds like a bit of like a zero to hero moment to me. So let's bypass that. Sorry. Well yeah. done, Tommy. What? Monumental. The same award again. Unbelievable. Why not? Then Gasly can get it. 
<laughs> okay, uh, so that is an award that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. You just get a shout out. <laughs> Next up, at JoeyG5415, worst graphic on TV during any race this year. It has to be the tyre graphics. <sighs> no, oh. I have I have a contender. Go. Um, the F1 graphic that said Claire Williams was George Russell's girlfriend. <laughs> Did you not see I that? I see that. When was that? When was I that? forget which race it was, but the graphic came up saying Claire Williams, George Russell's girlfriend. No. Legit. Legit. Well, if that's that true. Check. I mean, scandal. That is hilarious. Is it worse than a tire graphic? Yeah. <laughs> the tire graphic is pretty bad. Maybe, yeah. maybe because I guess like, I guess it depends on like, because that was obviously clearly a mistake, we hope. But the tire yeah. graphics, it, unfortunately, a, a, uh, they an are a mistake. mistake. But yeah. they're intentional. It's an intentional mistake. I will never get over those tire graphics. They're so just bad. The, they literally just roll the dice. I've ever seen. And I, I still don't know to this day how they work out. Because I know they're doing it on lap time delta and stuff like that and what they should be doing, etc. But how do they go and say that they, Lewis's front left is 80 and then his rear right is 50. <laughs> what, what are they measuring? I'm, w- I'm waiting for the day where they just put different percentages on each of the tyres. Like, yeah. always, yeah. oh, three. Because it's an anti clockwise circuit, that must <laughs> well, mean that thing. his. And that's why it would make sense if it was 60 60 and then 80 80 on the right and whatever. But it just, just it doesn't make any sense. It's, yeah. Oh, Lewis is really accelerating hard off the left rear. Or if like, you know. How, how did he do that? <laughs> and someone, someone locked up, and then the, but the tire that they locked up is Was still at 80%. Yeah. 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 That's like, absolutely like fine. Like Charles Leclerc in um, uh, Brazil when his tire's falling off, and it's like 90%. <laughs> his tire is off the rim. But okay. Again, I want to d- slightly jump to the defense. I think it's a good idea poorly executed no i know good idea if it was actual telemetry but it's not yeah, yeah. so get in the Definitely. bin agreed okay um, so there's that one aws tire predictions which are wrong congrats aws yeah well done aws for winning the worst award for graphics on tv okay races next one races this is not a tie this is not an award this is just uh, an excuse to talk about hamilton in america because no one's i think it should be an award races that were so good that you almost forgot about the title okay yeah there you go all well, right don't, don't put it in bold if it's not an award <laughs> okay. tommy come on an award for the race that was so good that you almost forgot about the title. Which race? Austria. <laughs> yeah, I mean Austria. That's... I was I was quite happy with Austria because it was that one where we'd been on the on a run of such terrible, terrible, terrible races. Yeah, and then finally, you know, you've got this battle between Leclerc and Verstappen for victory, which we've been waiting for mm-hmm. all season. I think that's a good shout. Austria was very good, apart from the last couple of laps. Forget about that. What happened? In Austria? <laughs> yeah, what happened again? I can't remember. Oh, no, I guess you just want him to say it out yeah, loud, don't you? Yeah, because you're a Verstappen fan. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously you have the, the sort of... Why did you paste all of that, uh, all of your uh, notes uh, in there? Yeah, Sorry. I just realised that. I was, did, like, I, I, was, I was wondering why there was three pages of you just... Of, like, little reviews of every single race. Yeah, I'd... I'd <laughs> I'd pasted my notes and then <laughs> tried to paste something else and it was just all my notes. I was like... I appreciate well, it. Thank you so much. Um, you can go through all my notes next if you want. Please. I'd love to. Uh, okay, Austria. That's a good shout. What would you say, Jess? I know we've got Brazil and, and Germany. In terms yeah, I feel of... like we're just going to repeat ourselves because like, I think the best races of the season are going to be the ones where you're like, I don't actually care. I think we last half of the season, for me, was almost yeah. like I wish we'd have just reset and just gone again because it would have been... 
a really, really close battle. Yeah, um, really enjoyable. And it just ended up being... Oh, so what could that, have been? Yeah, Hamilton wins the title in America, which is just. But I guess, depressing. like, I, from the way the season started to how we thought, we I mean, we thought he was going to absolutely run away with it. But I mean, he's won the title in the US before. So it's, it wasn't as cataclysmic, maybe, as we thought mm. it was going to be. He no, only, I mean, I mean, he only won how many races did he win? He didn't even win, win as many races as he ordinarily does. Oh, I don't know about that. He won a lot, didn't he? I think he, he won 11, didn't he? It was polls that he did. Pol- oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, polls. Polls. yeah, he won 11, but polls, he only got three or four, I think. Yeah, Shao had the most in yeah. six, five or six. Six or seven, I think. Yeah, unreal. So let's go on to at underscore F1 anatic, anatic, F1 anatic, fanatic. Fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out. Most invalid driver of... The day award mostly read as Max Verstappen. There was a lot of Max Verstappen driver of the day. I think seven in total, wasn't there? That's um, crazy. Yeah, but uh, it's got to be Hulkenberg and Abu Dhabi. I mean, where did that? Go? I know. Oh, oh he's, the internet did this. We're so proud of cool. ourselves. Let's give him the biggest did, pity vote ever. When for did Robert Kubica get one? Or was that last season? Do you remember when everyone voted and he like Robert Kubica was driving? Oh no, that was Kubica a glitch. Wasn't driving last season. That's a good point, Matty. <laughs> Well made. I was just <laughs> testing you. I, is that water in that cup? <laughs> I, I it wish is it, Christmas. So I wish I it mean. was more than that. It's actually empty. Um, <laughs> Do you want some of Tommy's? I, yeah. I, I have it as well. Yeah, so. share the love. <laughs> um, uh, no, Kubica got. Or was that was that when it was a glitch? Kubica. Do you remember there was a, there was Robert Kubica one oh, driver of the day, and it was award. it was a glitch. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I think Robert he Kubica. got. Yeah. I think he got the most votes just from like spam bots and crazy like voting, and then they were like. We can't give him this because he was last and it would make a whole mockery. Because uh, Harry Anto, do you remember he won it um, in <laughs> oh, his first yeah, race? Because just Indonesian fans were just like, yeah. Very, 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 Harry, very. Harry Anto has the most Twitter followers of like more Twitter followers than most of the current F1 grid. Yeah, he's got an insane he fan base. He had to leave motorsport for a bit to work for his mum. And that's <laughs> genuinely true. <laughs> I'm sure that's has, true. He has I'm a sure million Twitter followers. Rio Harianto. Yeah, one million followers. One million followers. I'm sure Harianto left F1. Uh, not what? left F1, but he... Um, he had to go work for his mum. He went Damn. to work for his mum for a bit. Yeah. Wasn't he in Indy? Did, did he do a stint in Indy? No, I don't think so. Harianto. Well, no, because in his... I love it. In his bio, he's still got Indonesian yeah. F1 driver 2016 with Mana Racing. Oh, Mana. Bless him. Bless, actually, I saw... Uh, it's weird, actually. I only saw the other day Charles Peak, his Instagram. Oh, yeah. And oh, he doesn't Peake. post at all on Instagram, really. I think like five posts down, he's posting 2017, but it's just a picture of him in the catering. And then he posted, I think, two months ago, and it's him in the catering. <laughs> oh, just, bless yeah. him. Wow, that is, that is seriously that is, going through the right archive, back. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that, it really is. Have you ever seen such a fall from grace? So even though he obviously didn't do that well in Formula 1, I'm looking at his stats. So like Perianto. Yeah, GP3, GP2, F1, and then he finished the year, three years, didn't do anything for three years, so this was, must have been when he was working for his mum. Uh, <laughs> three years after his Formula 1 career, he finished 31st in the Blancpain GT World Challenge Asia. Wow. Yeah. Right, back to the actual award, which was um, <laughs> Harry most invalid driver of the day. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be it Hulkenberg and Abu Dhabi. Yeah. What a ridiculous pity vote that was. Um, very strange. Very Sorry, strange. F1 Twitterverse, but 
Yeah, I know. I know that. I know the meaning and the thought behind it was really nice, but, but we didn't like it. It's just a bit. It's just hijacking something that's meant to, sh- to actually display someone's yeah. drive, and then Hulkenberg, well done. You lost three positions in the last and finished by your teammate, and never got a podium, and never got even oh, close savage. to being like hit. At least you won something. Yeah, drive of yeah. the day trophy that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Okay, now we move on. That's all the awards. Wow. Okay. We're done. Uh, well, actually, no. What? Why have we not got driver of the season as an award? Well, I guess we're going to touch on that in ABCD. Oh, have you got the jinx? I have. Ready? Now it's time for ABCD. The last time. This death. Emotional. That makes me sad. That should win the um, uh, most emotional moment of the, of the year award. <laughs> <laughs> No more ABCDEF1 jingle for this decade. That's mad. We've been through a lot. Right, let's go through the final standings of the ABCDEF1. And we have a fantastic table. The best table I think I have ever seen from the legend that is at TuneFix. And my goodness me. The detail. We have an aggregate standing table. We have an average standing table. We have an Olympic standing table. I had to look up what the difference is between aggregate and average. Well, he's he's given a description at the bottom. That's beautiful. He does have a lot of words at the bottom as well, doesn't he? That's, yeah, ridiculous. What a legend this guy is. Um, So shout out to TuneFix. So how how do we want to go through this? Let's go, so on aggregate, the standings, these are the... the, Basically, the only problem with this is that we were giving use when we didn't mean ungradable. Sometimes, didn't we? we Which I think, think he has. He's counted he has counted for. that oh, in. as C's, wasn't as it? NA, yeah. Or oh, as think. a C, I think. So yeah, NA. The NA it doesn't use go into the average. Don't go into the average. Maths, right? So that's this is how much attention he's been paying yeah, to these podcasts. So good. Which is just like that's crazy to think. It, shout out, well done, honestly, yeah. amazing. Also, right. you saved us a job. So yeah, thanks. yeah, you really did. Uh, so on aggregate, Lewis Hamilton came out on top from all of our votes, very closely followed by Max Verstappen uh, on ninety-three points compared to Max Verstappen's ninety, which he's then translated as the grades being numbers. And my God, I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. But all we know yeah. is that Lewis Hamilton on aggregate won, but not on average. Max Verstappen came out on top on the average yeah. with um, a four point seven or B point seven, as he's put there. Yeah, which is like a, a almost an A. I believe that is. Is that uh, yes, a yeah, high so, B? So, so B. I feel like I'm back at school now. So, so B ten would be an A. Yeah. So B nine is the highest you can get with almost an A. So they've they've done a a, a good B. But but um, Max and Lewis have the same points according to this. Oh, on average they do. They do. Yeah, because if you look at the Olympic table, uh, Lewis and Max both got. Two A stars, eleven A's, five B's, and then Hamilton got one extra C. Hmm. So does that mean that? Is Max... that when we gave an ungradable to Max? Yes, we did in Belgium when he retired. But when we gave Lewis an ungradable in Germany, we did. And Max had an NA in Japan. Did he have a failure? Oh, he got taken out by Leclerc. On That's the it. First so corner. Max has come out on top. Apparently, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with TuneFix. Uh, no, I know. What how dare he, Absolutely how done. <laughs> how dare he do all this work and then we go? Well, actually, I think we find you've miscalculated that. You can go back through all of this again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, madness. But so on the Olympic table, Sergio Perez wins. That's insane. With isn't three it? A stars, four A's, four B's, eight C's, one D, no E's, and one F. So he only just pips Charles Leclerc, who had three A stars, four A's, so exactly the same, but had one less B. 
Yeah, he, we were very kind to Perez at the end. I'm just looking at that. We gave him an A star in Mexico, an A star in USA, and an A star in Abu Dhabi. He came through in the last four races of the season. The last four races. The Olympic table. Yeah. He had no A stars before Japan. <laughs> wow. Before Mexico, sorry. That yeah. is ridiculous. But he did drive extremely well and pretty sure some he banging performances. Best of the rest in, uh, in all three of those races, didn't Perhaps he? Perhaps so. no surprise. Um, who's last on the aggregate table and the average? Aggregate, Roman Grosjean. Yeah. Average Roman Grosjean on the Olympic Robert Kubica with Roman Grosjean nineteenth. <laughs> he Roman wow. Grosjean didn't have a great season. Roman Grosjean did. had four Bs. He had no A's, no A stars. He had five D's, seven C's, one E, and three F's. Yeah. The only three drivers not to get even a single A grade were Giovinazzi, Grosjean, and Kubica. I really like looking back on this. It's a isn't good. It, it's it a quite good. Nice? It's yeah. a nice reflection of it's, it's all also, the crap we've we've chatted <laughs> yeah. for twenty one races. But it's good because I think you know this ABCDEF one, right? Is not. We're not saying not that gospel, what we're it? saying no. is gospel. It's more about us just having a chance to reflect on each driver's race. But it's actually what I've liked to see here is that on aggregate, we're actually pretty much in line with the F1 power rankings. Yeah, so... Not to say that we're at the table for anything, <laughs> but we absolutely are, aren't we? Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, I think, because I think, you know, we, we're just having a bit of fun with this, aren't we? Like, it yeah. is just a bit of a, like... It's very much off the cuff. What did you think yeah. of this person's race? Well, I'll, I'll be uh, honest. C. Yeah. When <laughs> I saw when I saw that the top three were Verstappen, Hamilton and Sainz, I was like, thank God, because I was worried it would be like... Alban Bottas and Kibitza or something. It was never going to be Bottas. I was going to make sure of that. Yeah. <laughs> Where did Bottas come actually? He was 10th on average. 9th on aggregate, 10th on average. And in the Olympic table, he was 6th. He had two A stars this season, he old did. Bottas. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing Australia was no, one of them. They gave him an A in Australia. Where did he a get? star in Azerbaijan oh. and an A star in America. Yeah, fair. Oh, there you go. Imagine. He sh- he probably and yet we gave him an award for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> We are really so accurate here at WTF1. Uh, what I did find uh, quite strange, not actually not strange, because we just gave him Bs every single time, was George Russell, fourth in both aggregate and average, and uh, but yeah. finished 11th on the Olympic because he came home with four A's, 11 Bs, six C's, and did not score anything below a C the entire wow. season. I do think, though, that is because, I mean funny because Robert Kubica is at the bottom pretty much of everything else and George is up there but I guess that's because we gave George a couple of higher scores we just kind of like stopped scoring the Williams yeah. after a while did he beat Kubica? yeah B, B. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Kubica C yeah. like they yeah. brought the cars home at least they oh, did, they did DNF A yeah. that, that was yeah that was about as that's uh, basically it but... Sebastian Vettel 14th on aggregate for us Ugh. 12th on average and Sebastian Vettel came home. Oh my God, where on earth 13th. is he? 13th in the Olympic table. We only gave him four A's across the entire season. That's crazy. Is that savage? I think we've been a bit too savage. On I don't him. know. No, because again, been if, fairly, meh, if you look really. at the power ranking, did you watch the power rankings graphic that F1 he, yeah. did? Never he just, oh, he he just popped up and, and then leaves yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not even out. in the top 10. I'm yeah. not saying we're at the table. <laughs> 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 but it matches but, up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, We're, we we've done a good job here. I'm, I'm liking this. You patting ourselves oh, yeah. on the back for this. Do we one. get an award for the best ABCDF one out there? Yeah, I think, I think so. we should. I think so. Oh, Any other interesting ones? Let's have a think. Um, uh, who's the highest scoring rookie? Uh, Russell. Yeah, Russell, yeah, Russell on aggregate. Russell's absolutely smashed it. And on average, I and think, then I think the biggest in Olymp- 
No, Carlos. No, uh, what was I about to say? Carlos Sainz. Yeah, uh, and he is in yeah, Olympic Al- as well. Yeah, Lando, yeah, Lando was just just underneath it. Where did Lando come in our rankings? Lando came sixth on aggregate, fifth on average, and then a little bit further down in the Olympic. Twelfth. Twelfth. I think we were. I think the biggest surprise was the fact that Charles Leclerc was. He he was doing really well on the Olympic table, but in in terms of the average, he was let down massively. We were, I'd, I'd say, fairly. Uh, critical mm. um when he crashed in azerbaijan crashed in monaco and he had that little hiccup spell where we gave him a d a d and an e and that kind of dropped his average right down one of my predictions was banging i thought i said he was going to crash in monaco yes you did yeah there you go that was a banger yeah but Shame we, we've already chosen it <laughs> <laughs> there's no yeah no take backsies but yeah, you can yeah. see you can see with the two Ferrari drivers, Sebastian Vettel in the first sort of six races was C D B C C C. Then you've got uh, Charles, which was uh, where are we? I'm missing. There he is. C A star C D D E. So they didn't have the best of starts, as uh, the results will yeah. very much show. So who else? We got Pierre Gasly is quite an interesting one. He finished eighth on the Olympic table with one A star, one A, four Bs, seven Cs, and then three Ds, no Es, and three Fs. Wow. <laughs> No wonder he was a little bit further down on the averages I and think, the aggregate. Yeah, on the aggregate, he's 18th. Jeez. Like, we were pretty savage to his start of the season, though, weren't we? Yeah, when, I think, because of how Max was performing at the start of the season. Yeah. Because we, Which I mean, is, we gave know, him A's and B's. a fair measurement tool, isn't it? All year, pretty much. He went much. C, C, D, C, C, D, C, F, F, B, U, F. Who's this, Gasly? Yeah, Gasly. Yeah. Absolutely wow, yeah. savage. Right, okay. Well, that was very interesting, wasn't it, to look at the ABC EF1 Let's move on to now another amazing little uh, thing we've been given by F1 Statser <coughs> talking about our final prediction results for the season. This is where obviously yeah. we, we have two predictions each. The fans have three. And well, and lo and behold, who's, who's come uh, out on top? Yeah, I, I really wish I'd just spent half the year predicting Ferrari. Oh, Paul. shut up. <laughs> That is... Or like just get, uh, gearing all of my predictions around Charles Leclerc. Yeah, well, it I mean, is funny. When did you do that? Like five in a row, six in a row, seven in a row? Because I think it was around Belgium, Italy, wasn't it? Where you've got a point every single time. Yeah, Germany. So, so that the overall results: Tommy scored fourteen, Jess scored fourteen, and I scored fifteen point five, and Dan scored two uh, for the two podcasts. I think. Oh no, three podcasts. He was in four podcasts. He Four was podcasts. He was in. Can yeah. um, I just say? So Tommy and I were equal on points but you got more i missed wins. the first three podcasts so i and my average as well was yeah better you missed the first three podcasts you did very well on, indeed didn't yeah. you? well no because we still asked for predictions for, for no, you no no you didn't we used predictions for done. you we definitely, we definitely did we definitely asked for your predictions maybe for the first one we did mm, it says na here well i'm trusting okay F1's. i mean the table to I'm fair, pretty it sure says I NA for I was all on of holiday. us. It says NA for all of us on Australia. Yeah, because we didn't predict. Yeah, because we didn't get points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first race of the season, but okay, fair enough. Oh, to be uh, fair, my also, average is still higher than yours, Tommy. So uh, suck it. Yeah, shout out to the fans as well. We should mention. Well, the fans got, got three. They get th- predictions yeah, each. They so get th- they, yeah, their their average actually is still very high. Well done, fans. You you got twenty point five, and overall, us as a WTF one team had forty five point five. I'm we had a lot more predictions. surprised how close we were. The best, the best race we had was Brazil. We got five point five. Do you remember that? That was good fun. Brazil. 5.5 oh yeah, we, six. we smashed that. And then very closely followed by Austria, where I think I had a few bangers. You had a few bangers, and Jess had one banger. 
can't remember what the banger is that you didn't get right. Probably Hamilton winning or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so I had 10 wins. Tommy had nine. Jess had six. And Dan had one. Dan had a win. Lovely jubbly. Speaking of predictions, let's winners. do one crazy prediction each for next year. Off the cuff. None of us have prepared. I can <laughs> see that. It's all empty at the bottom, which is the beauty of it. So that's why I'm going to throw to Jess first because she's <sighs> hyperventilating. <laughs> Not <laughs> um, One crazy prediction for next year. It will be the closest season of the hybrid era. Well, that's not going to happen now, is it? Wow. <laughs> wishful, th- wishful thinking. That really is. Also very vague because uh, yeah. closest. The closest in between terms of fourth and fifth. The grids the have been moved closer. Yeah. Go on, Tommy. You're one. Uh, You're prepared. You're going to protect. Oh, uh, uh, Hamilton will be signed by Ferrari. Announced at Ferrari. For 2021. For 2021, yeah. That's the banger, that is. Okay. We will never see a tyre graphic again. (laughs) (laughs) That's just wishful thinking. (laughs) That's like mine. You can't say that mine was wishful thinking and then come out with that. The Ferrari one's good, to be fair. Uh, No, Mine's wishful thinking as well. I'd love to see Hamilton at Ferrari. Probably the only person. What about have Toto Wolff will be announced at Ferrari for 2021? Or Toto will be announced... Moving to F1 for 2021. Now, okay, I'm going to say this. Red Bull will be title challengers next year. Oh, please. That would be good. And by Red Bull, you mean Max Verstappen. Yeah. Have you seen... Savage. Wow, have you seen... Leave Albon alone. I like Albon. Yeah, oh, hello, Albon. Nice to see you at the Autosport Awards. And then you're just shafting him in Uh, the podcast. Well, I'm just being honest because... uh... (laughs) Okay, what were you going to say, sorry? Uh, the, The odds, I saw like a few like betting odds for next season and Albon, they they were savage on Albon that was just like, he was like a thousand to one, and then Verstappen was like six to one. Wow! Was like, Time to put some bets on Albert. Serious, yeah. Right. What a We're year! We're done. What a year! Da, 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 da. There we go. Oh yes, for the final part of this podcast, that is it. We are done for the WTF One podcast for another year. Gosh, what a what a run! What an emotional roller coaster we have had. We thought F One was done. What are you typing? We cried. We what laugh. are you typing? He's Nothing. Not. What are you doing? What He's are you about just to play? Up. Just carry on. He's okay. saying something. Carry on. Saying something it's up. meant okay. to be... S- Sorry. Well, you just looked like you were busy. But yeah, what an amazing year. It's been absolutely awesome uh, to, to chat about it with, with both Jess and Tommy and, and talk about every single race. You know, F1 fans through and through, chatting crap, and you guys have been on the journey the entire way. So uh, we do appreciate it. We see a lot of you guys, especially at races and whatnot, and for some reason, the podcast is a thing you always say about, which is madness isn't yeah. it you know so uh you know we, we will continue to do this as uh as long as you guys will listen so <laughs> please <laughs> keep <you>. listening <laughs> i mean in the meantime we will be coming back next year with some more like video podcasts chatting crap maybe some amas or whatever but in the meantime we do have that time when which we will do be have that time when, which will be continuing in to the go meantime out. so make uh, sure you stay tuned for that one absolutely Hell yeah that'll be on the audio platforms that'll be in the link in the description below so you go and check that out if you've never heard of that time when. And I guess I'm going to throw to Tommy now for whatever you've got ready. No, he's, 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 just, he's, I just got he's just going to play us out. He's going to play us out. Yeah. Okay, well, that is it. Thank you so much again for listening, watching, giving us five-star ratings. It has been an amazing adventure, as I say. We love what we do. Tommy loves playing terrible music. And we hope you have an amazing Christmas, an amazing New Year. Spend some wonderful time with your with your families don't watch WTF on YouTube videos over the course of Christmas day but then we'll day. allow it but for the other day. 364 days okay during lunch no not during lunch after lunch when everyone's kind of you know like boxing yeah. day Maybe where, boxing where day. are you going with this man? I don't know I'm just trying to fill this entire song <laughs> Tommy <laughs> just got, say, say, say a last word for, for each about 
how much you've enjoyed working with me. Thank you, everyone. It's been <laughs> wonderful. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been it's been great. And Jess? Yeah, it's been a blast. Perfect. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for listening, watching. <laughs> Goodbye. Take care. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good time to, to end. And that fade, fade. I feel like I want to listen to more of that. Where was that going? Oh, oh, you did. (laughs) Okay, enough of that now. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.